Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and I am so glad to be with you once again for another week. Merry almost Christmas. <laughs> when this episode airs, it's going to be just about that time. Um, I do hope everyone is experiencing a nice holiday season so far and that the energy that's come through and was in the December energetic forecast as well. It was predicted, forecasted, let's say, um, is serving you well and you feel like you have the tools and the capability to handle everything that the holidays throw at you. <laughs> I don't mean this in a negative way at, at all. There's just, you know, the holidays in general historically are a overwhelming time for a lot of us. There's especially, you know, parents and those of us that have to kind of create the magic of Christmas for our families and hold it all together and, and, uh, you know, put it all together and create it. It can be a lot. And then you've got rampant sickness everywhere. It feels like everyone I know, including myself has been sick. I am just recovering from COVID. So it's been almost four years now since COVID entered the scene and, uh, you know, in, in our lives, in the world, in our awareness, and I have been lucky enough to not catch it until now. So I'd gone three and a half, almost four years without catching it. I thought, well, you know, that's good. I'm glad. But there was also a little bit of anxiety around the anticipation. And because I'm someone that you know, experiences some uh, autoimmune flare-ups and things like that with a few different things going on with me. Uh, I, I tend to routinely feel kind of unwell and, you know, temperatures and um, I'll get like sore throats or my glands of my neck will feel sore. And so that's what a flare-up traditionally feels like. And I'll feel kind of under the weather. And since COVID has entered the scene four years ago, it's been like constant kind of anticipation of, is this it? Is this COVID or is this a flare up? And it's always been a flare up. And so in a sense, I guess there was like a little bit of anxiety built up to like, okay, well, you know, I do have some pre-existing conditions. Um, I'm overweight. My blood pressure has been an issue in the last couple of years because of my autoimmune stuff. And, um, you know, I've got asthma and all of these things together. I'm immunocompromised with my autoimmune. And so I'm like, oh my God, like I'm positive thinking, but I'm also in the back of my mind a little bit worried that I might be one of those people that don't do too well with it. But thankfully it was relatively minor. All five of us in our household just went boom, 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 like a a stack of dominoes uh, last week. Actually, it's been today's day 10 for me. Today is the first day that I have sat at my desk and done any work. Um, the recovery 
I was really just kind of like sick for the first, I'd say like six days with like traditional flu like symptoms. And then since then, it's been extreme fatigue, brain fog, and some lack of focus um, and some cognitive kind of stuff. And I find that a little bit more nerve wracking than the flu symptoms. Um, and so I was kind of anticipating, you know, kind of, oh, you know, everybody says it's just like a cold now and I'll be all right. And, and just kind of the symptoms were dragging on a little bit. Today, today's the first day that I feel really good, pretty cognitively focused. Um, I just did a reading before I recorded this. I did uh, a reading for a client of mine in the UK and it went really well. And, uh, you know, kind of, kind of got the juices flowing, so to speak, and my motivation returned. And I thought, you know what, I'm good. Let's, let's record a podcast. Let's talk about our experiences as I have lately. Let's be an open channel for spirit to relay information through me for you during this episode. And, um, yeah, let's just, just see what happens kind of thing. So there's no particular topic, so to speak today just going to kind of see what happens. Haven't done an episode like that in a while. And I feel like it is due time. So um, yeah, I was kind of a little nervous, I guess, about doing a reading. So I had been about 12 days since I'd last connected to spirit intentionally and done a reading for a client. And I had to reschedule all of my clients. Like today was supposed to be my last day of work before Christmas. Today is the 15th of December. And then next week was just going to kind of be like get stuff done around the house, um, do some of the 2024 yearly guidance readings and just take it easy. And um, then I got sick. And so all my clients from late last week and this week got bumped a little bit into the next the next week. So um today though was a pre-recorded reading. So it was a reading with somebody that was not sitting live with me. And I tapped into spirit this morning and I kind of just like laid it out on the line and I said, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little apprehensive because I haven't felt fully cognitively there in about a week or more. And you know, I have very high expectations when working with the spirit world. I have high expectations of, you know, leading up to it. I always make sure that I'm feeling well. I make sure that I'm hydrated. I make sure that I'm as rested as can possibly be and that I'm in a good headspace. So, you know, no major stress and all that kind of stuff. And so I really do a lot of kind of prep energetically for you, for the client, before I sit down with you, make sure that I'm at my absolute best because my standard is high. I've, I've made this my life's work. And so I want to make sure that I am, you know, living up to the standard that I've set, that I'm accustomed to, and my clients are accustomed to. And so, um, I've worked through any kind of unease around, rescheduling people for the most part, because I know that if I'm not at my best, that I'm actually doing you a disservice, right? And people are lovely and they understand anyway. So if, if you're a fellow person that works with clients, you know, especially anything energetically, 
your clients, your aligned clients, your ideal clients are going to get it. Um, they want you to be at your best in order to, you know, serve to the capacity that, um, that you do. And so it's, you know, I've had some opportunities in the last week to move through some residual unease around rescheduling people and knowing that, oh, you know, maybe they set up their whole day around this or they've been looking forward to it forever and now I'm having to reschedule and oh no. And that's just something I had to move through. Spirit's always reminding me of the work, uh, the work shows up for me as unease. <laughs> when I'm feeling unease, I know this is time for the work. <laughs> Spirit says to me, I'm always reminded it's a lifetime of work. And so I had this conversation with Spirit and I said, you know, um, I have this expectation of myself and of how I am best able to translate, interpret the messages. I set my intention that I interpret it in such a way that, and I verbalize it in such a way that is perfectly tailored to the client that's sitting in front of me receiving the information, right? Um, so that they get it, so that it's impactful. Because if I give them a bunch of mumbo jumbo that doesn't make sense to them, or they don't understand the way, the lingo I'm using or what have you, it's not as impactful as it should be right? And as I intended to be. So there's just a lot that goes into it. And I was, I guess, a little bit nervous, you know, like, what if I'm not up to snuff today, right? And so what I hear, heard so clearly from spirit was, Amy, you're forgetting that, you know, you're supported by us. We got you. We're going to work with you, right? And the, the capacity that you have right now, and we're going to, we're going to provide, we're going to support as we always do. Why are you distrusting? What are, what are, where did the trust go? And I thought, huh, you're right. I don't have to do this all by myself. I'm not carrying all the weight here. I'm a messenger for spirit. And so long as I'm hydrated, rested to the best of my ability, not feeling stressed out, you know, why would I not trust that spirit was going to show up in the same way? And so it's kind of a little, a lovingly like shaking. I can just picture them kind of like shaking me by the shoulders. Like, did you forget about us? Like, where do you think the information's coming from? <laughs> and why don't you think that we're here and we're going to make sure that it, it it's, um, you know, impactful for the person. And so that was a little bit of a, a laughing moment, a wake up call. And I was like, oh yeah, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. <clears throat> and it just kind of got me thinking about how we so easily fall into this place of lack of trust just in general, in life, right? We just, this, this big illusion of separateness, right? And we're all separate. It's just this massive illusion and I know this and I've had, you know, evidence of this and has bear witness to this multiple times, thousands of times over the last five or six years of working professionally with clients and with the spirit world. And still it's so easy to fall in back into a place of I'm all alone. I don't have any support and I can't trust anything or anyone. Just me out here all by myself 
flailing around, right? Even though I know logically that that is absolute BS, it's still so easy to slip back in. It just reminds me of how, you know, there's so much information out there that we should always strive to be better and do better. And, and it's constant, like learning. It's always like we, and, and I am the worst for this, right? I, I do find passion. I know there's purpose in my researching and in my going down the rabbit hole, because that's literally part of my human design. And I'm here to do that. So then I can universalize the information that I've learned and share it with others. And that's literally what my human design uh, profile as a five one is all about. And so I know there's nothing wrong with learning and going down the rabbit hole. However, I can get into this place of um, it never being enoughness, right? The not enoughness of, oh, I have to read one more book. I have to do this. I have to take one more course. I have to won't read, won't listen to one more podcast. I have to do one more workshop, blah, 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 blah. I'm using all these examples. They're not all true for me, but just in general things that we do. And it's like, when is it ever enough? When will you ever utilize the things that you're learning? <laughs> right. Spirit calls me out on this all the time. It's like, you can continue to learn about breath work all you want, honey. But one of these days, you're going to have to actually do the breath work. That's my spirit guide, Matthew. He's a little cheeky. He's kind of sassy. I don't know about you. Is your spirit guide sassy? My spirit guide is so sassy. Sassy AF is what I should call him. Um, gives me a ton of sass. Now, I feel like our spirit guides are perfectly chosen for us, right? Like it, it's, a, it's a soul agreement before we enter this lifetime. And we know exactly who we need as a spirit guide. I tapped into a spirit guide actually this morning in the reading I did, and, and it all made sense as I went why that specific spirit guide came in and what they were trying to teach the client, my client through their lifetime. And it was just kind of a reminder of, hey, just so you know, I'm over here and I can support you and that's my job. And I'm perfectly chosen for you in this lifetime, but you kind of got to ask for my support. Reminder for all of us, we need to ask for our support from our spiritual team. It's not always just given. That's part of our agreement here. We have free will. And that's what the veil of forgetting is all about. It's like we just forget that we've got that spiritual guide, assistance and guides and archangels and loved ones behind the veil. We forget that we're all unified and connected and one. And that's it's purposeful because life is about remembering and experiencing. And I think that we remember through the experience, right? Is the number about embracing this and that, the coexistence, the rule of coexistence, the law of coexistence. It it's we we remember through our experiences is what spirit's telling me in this moment. All experiences are lending itself to helping you remember who you are, what you're really here to do, why you're here is all through experience. So you can see how if you just spend your whole life with your nose in a book and you don't ever apply or put yourself out there, like if you're learning about breath work, but then you don't ever do breath work or you're learning about mediumship, but then you don't ever take the chance to try to do a mediumship practice reading. 
how you're not having the experience that you came here and to do and to live and the experience in itself is going to be the thing that helps you remember more so than anything you can ever read or hear. <coughs> Apologies. So a reminder to us all, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, reminder that you came here to remember and you remember through experience. I feel like this is going to be a major theme for 2024. I feel like we're going to have mass awakenings. Okay. I feel like it's really amping up now. The energy is really amping up now. We're seeing a lot of darkness, right? We're seeing a lot of unjust. We're seeing a lot of um, inequity. We're seeing everything that's wrong. And it's, it's for some of us, it's hard. You know, we, we kind of are, we feel like we're kept down because of it. But all of this is just unearthing because it cannot come with us to where we want to go where our consciousness wants us to go, where we are destined to go. All of that has to be rectified. It has to be worked out. And how does it work? get worked out? How do we evolve? How do we grow? Through experience. We can't just sit here and I'm this evolved being and not do anything the 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 challenge the the un, the unrest the um the tension um all of that provides experience and through that experience our consciousness is growing and evolving that's part of why we're here that's that's why we're here especially those of us that would resonate as being light workers remember light equals information so anyone who is identifying as a light worker is someone that has information to share and by sharing that information whether it's verbally um or you know through written word it doesn't matter when you're sharing information, sometimes it's just energetic information, right? Just by being in the presence of someone else's energy, it is providing information to another person. And that does something energetically and it does something cellularly. And so the best thing that you can do at this time is to continue to share information. It's not all just about learning the information and holding on to it and doing nothing about it. We have to do something. I feel like spirit's telling me we're at the tipping point. We're at the tipping point right now. This is reminding me of back in December of 2019, which I cannot believe was four years ago. I recorded a kind of 2020 forecast nothing long. It was just kind of me doing, I think I was doing like a weekly tarot reading and then information was coming forward in like about 2020 and not only about 2020, but like basically the whole of the twenties, the whole of the decade. And there was a lot of information that came forward about uh, the foundation underneath our feet can no longer support us where we're going. So the foundation is literally crumbling 
that's what I was hearing that 2020 was going to bring. I didn't hear like COVID, right? Like, it's not like I knew there was going to be a global pandemic, but I knew something major was happening. There was rumblings and that it was all to break up the foundation under our feet, which does feel scary. It's like a mass wake up call that, hey, what you're doing is not working. You're at a critical point here. You're at a tipping point in your human consciousness evolution where you're going to like self-implode or you're going to evolve as you intended to and something's got to give. So throughout the pandemic, you know, a lot of people had a lot of realizations and wake-up calls where they're like, "I, I can't do this anymore. I can't be in this relationship. I can't be in this job. I can't, you know, what have you. And there was a lot of changes. There was a mass awakening that happened in 2020. And it felt like it happened out of nowhere. It didn't. It's, it's, it was rumbling. We're still in this rumbling phase. I will tell you, I feel very, very very clear about this is what I'm hearing from spirit. Like be, I keep hearing, be confident, be assured, assured in what you're saying. 20, like, I feel like 2025 and 2026 still feels a bit sticky to me. Okay. So I feel like there's still, it's not that I think things are going to get better or things are going to get worse before they get better, but I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Okay, so I think there's just more kind of unrest, more inequality, and we are um, really waking up to the fact that, hey, this is just this is just not going to work anymore. So things like um, potentially some of our financial institutions, the way healthcare is, the way um, I was going to say banking, but I already said financial mortgages, homes, all that kind of stuff. I really feel like it's going to drastically change in the next couple of years. And I don't say that to be like to scare anyone. Um, I know that this information sometimes be a little bit anxiety inducing. I honestly feel like things are tipping. Like when I hear the tipping point, it's tip wanting to tip us in the right direction. It's wanting to tip us into where we want to go, where we are destined to go, where where we are, like our birthright is what I'm hearing from spirit. It's our birthright. It's our inheritance to live differently. Like this isn't right. I want to cry as I'm saying this. This is stirring up emotion in me. I will tell you, <laughs> I'm an emotional person anyways. And I have noticed that in my COVID recovery, I have been exceptionally tearful, exceptionally tearful. Things are just getting me. <laughs> and, you know, I had somebody say to me the other day, oh, you've had an immune system upgrade. And I'm like, I did. But not only that, I feel like I've had a physical upgrade. I feel like I've had a mental upgrade. I feel like I'm having an emotional and energetic upgrade. And so, you know, if you're feeling, it's kind of like a tower card moment, right? December feels a little bit like the tower card. Everybody's terrified of the tower card. The tower card is literally something ending so that something new that's better can be brought in. So if you're feeling right now like everything is falling to pieces, it might be 
but hold on because it feels like we are moving and shifting and rebuilding. It's it's like what I'm seeing is a sidewalk that's cracked, right? It's like a very old side crack, side side crack, sidewalk <laughs> that has seen better days, okay? And it's just like literally falling apart. Um, and then somebody's, you know, breaking it apart and lifting up the pieces of concrete. And underneath there's this beautiful, lush earth, rich, fertile, fertile earth and, you know, new growth. And um, all along it was being hidden under this shitty looking cracked sidewalk. And like it's things are just below the surface, right? There's a lot of like below the surface tipping point. You're on the precipice, right? Like it's, we can't see it yet, but we can feel it. And things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. I really feel, hold on tight. (laughs) 2024, that didn't intend this this to be a 2024 episode. Next week, you're going to find the January 2024 energetic forecast. So definitely will be more deep dive into the new year and into the beginning of 2024. But I guess this is what wants to come through. You know, I did say I was an open book for spirit and whatever wants to come through, come through. And it feels like this is it. It feels like spirit wants us to move away from categorizing things as good and bad, worthy and unworthy, and simply be and simply experience and to be reminded of the fact that we are humans. We are spirits having a human experience. We purposely chose this body, this family, this personality, this time, this time period in history to come here and be a part of this great change that's going to go down in the history books, to be a part of it. And it's a lot It's a lot because we as humans want safety and security and everything to be the same. But we as spirits are like, buckle up. I came here to totally dismantle everything that was wrong in order to get us one step closer to remembering who we are, that we are eternal souls, that life is eternal, that we could quite literally create heaven on earth. When people talk about this utopia, this idea of utopia, which I love, by the way, I love the word utopia even. It reminds me of my grandfather because he grew up in New Brunswick, close to the main border. And I remember him, we went to a family reunion when I was about 12, maybe. And there's this big lake that was near his childhood home called Lake Utopia. And he spent most of his childhood on this lake. And he took me to see Lake Utopia. And uh, I feel like I definitely need to return. It's been way too long. Got to go back. But just this utopia, right? Like this perfect place. Um, that's what it reminds me of. Just clear water, calm, lush, fertile, happiness, you know, 
this can be and is what we intended as souls to bring in. This was the purpose of this incarnation. So we need to move away from this is good, this is bad, this is, you know, whatever. We need to move away and just be and just experience because experience is how we remember. You know what this reminds me of? It's interesting because just this morning as I was making some breakfast, um, I had Facebook like videos open. I was watching this specific content creator that I follow in the UK. Um, I was watching her and then the video ended and it just kind of like scrolled over to the next video and I was doing something else. So I wasn't, you know, paying attention. And there was this clip from the Drew Barrymore talk show. And I don't even know who this guest was, but I remember his name um, was Arthur Brooks. So I think that he is, I don't know what his role is. I have zero idea. This is just coming to me in this moment. I feel like he's an author, but I don't know because they were talking about a book, but I don't know what his actual job is or profession, okay, or specialty. But there was this question from the audience and she said, Something to the tune of how do we move, how do we move past negative experiences and memories and get to a point where we can see good from them? Like, how do we move beyond our pain and our painful memories and our traumas? And this is not my advice, okay? It's just something that comes to mind because I literally just heard it. What he said was um, kind of keep, get a journal and I don't, I don't remember what he called it, but he was like, call it your pain and suffering journal or journal or something like that. And he's like, okay, something's happened. Say for instance, you have a very negative performance review at work and your, your supervisor, your boss has said that you, you know, are not up to snuff or the, the thing that you were working on that you thought was fantastic is actually kind of shit, right? And this is obviously traumatizing to you and it's upsetting and it makes you question everything and you're like what the what the hell am I doing, you know? Um and it's it's a pain point. Your ego definitely takes a hit. And so he said, "Write this down." Okay? Write it down in this journal. And then he said in 3 months, go back to it and ask yourself, what did you learn from the experience? What has this pause of three months, what clarity has that time given you regarding that? What has that taught you? And so he said, for example, it could be you have a realization that that like specific job is it's not that you're bad at it, but it's just not the job for you. It doesn't bring you personal satisfaction. It's not fulfilling. And so that's what you learn. So you write that down. And then he said in another three months, so in six months post first experience, ask yourself to reflect and see why that actually was a good thing. And so for an example, it would be it allowed you to have the freedom, the capacity, the motivation to be able to find a better suiting job that makes you feel happier. 
Um, and so it's kind of like this exercise where you're able to kind of give yourself that time to ask, right? Cause we, we do this. If we talk about something in the past, we're like, yeah, I went through this breakup and I thought I was going to die from it because it was so hor horrific and it was so heartbreaking. And I didn't think I'm, this is personal experience here. Okay. Went through a really traumatic breakup when I was 20 years old, horrible, like shattering to my confidence. And I don't know if three months would have been enough for me to realize for me personally in that situation, for me to realize what I learned from it. And I don't know if six months would have been enough for me to go, why was that a good thing? But definitely at some point in the future, I now can look back and go, oh my God, what a blessing in disguise. What a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we, we all can do this, right? This gift of hindsight where we can look back and we're like, I didn't think that that was going to happen. That came out of nowhere. I had no idea this great thing was going to come out of this painful thing. And I am not going to invalidate um, your feelings because that's not the purpose here. We're meant to experience those feelings. But I think the purpose of this exercise, or at least the way that I interpret it, his intention, I believe, was that when you do those check-ins and it's not a really long time and you're intentionally checking in, that it helps you process and it helps kind of accelerate that hindsight process. So I don't think if you're going to try this, I don't think you should be married to the timeline because only you will know if, okay, in three months, do I have the capacity? Do I have the clarity to know what the good, the piece of good out of that really crappy situation was? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. But I think the purpose of, of it is setting the intention to revisit it. And that in itself, when you're ready, when there's a sense of readiness, will accelerate and speed it along. So that's just kind of what was spirit was reminding me of that. This is an example how, you know, you might think that everything just kind of happens like a coincidence, right? But I feel like when you're somebody like me and probably like you guys since you're listening, and I know I have very long-term loyal listeners, when you start to pay attention to the kind of happenstance of your day, you're like, okay, but was that a coincidence that that came up on my Facebook reels? I mean, of all the millions of videos that could have come on when I was otherwise predisposed and didn't have my hands on the phone and I was just absorbing and receiving the information, was that a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that now I felt inspired to report, record a podcast today when I didn't plan to and that that's coming in and to connect the two and to talk about it? I don't know. You decide. For me, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> it shows there's an order of things. Remember this. I don't know if I shared this with you guys. I wrote it on my desk months ago on the back of a piece of paper. And it said, this is like a spirit download. Even in the absence of a concrete plan, there's still a plan. So even if you are not perceiving a plan and you're like, what the hell? Everything's willy nilly. Nothing's working out for me. Everything's falling apart. There's still a plan. There's still a plan happening. There's always a plan. And your soul 
is helping, is orchestrating that. Your soul is leaving you breadcrumbs to pay attention to. And so for me, I think it's a gift to be someone that pays attention. The glimmers, remember the word glimmers is like a new one, but it's basically like someone who notices. I've always been someone who notices the change of light, the way that leaves sound when I'm walking, the crunch under my feet, the crunchy ice feeling, you know, like just differences in sound and light, tone, all of that kind of stuff, taste. I've always noticed. And I think that's a gift, especially in this fast paced, busy world to notice, to notice spirit wants us to experience so that we can be and to be through the experience, to experience so we can be and to be through the experience. Ooh. Cause how can you truly grasp and learn and evolve and grow if you're never experience, like allowing yourself the experience, if you're holding yourself back from experience. And when I say experience, it's not just like taking action with things. It's like feeling your feelings without judging them. Experience also could be, okay, I had this really shitty experience and now I'm going to take a moment to reflect. What, what did I learn from that? Okay. Oh, okay. I learned that. Oh, interesting. That's interesting to me. And then again, well, why was that a good thing? How did it all work out? Oh, right. Even allowing yourself the time to ask yourself those questions helps you experience because you're processing. You're not avoiding. You're not numbing. You're not running from. You're experiencing them, but you're experiencing them in an empowered way. Because if you're vict, if you feel victim, and I know this so personally, because it's literally written in the stars for me. Okay, it's in my astrological birth chart. It's in my human design. It's in my gene keys. It lives within my bone. It's part of my story. It's part of my ancestral line and what I, as a soul, came here to move away from. You know what that is? Victim mentality. That woe is me. I'm a victim of my circumstances. If only that person didn't break my heart. If only that person didn't say that. If only I didn't do this. In this lifetime, this is not a cushy lifetime where I just get to float on by. The people that are having those kind of lifetimes, or at least you perceive them to to be, like you're like, that person's never had a care in the world. They have a fantastic family. They had a great childhood. They have everything they need. They've never worried about money. First of all, we don't know what their story is. We don't know what their life lesson is. We don't know. Maybe this is a recovery lifetime. Maybe the past lifetime was absolutely horrendous. And this lifetime is the lifetime where they get to recover. We don't know that. But I can tell you myself, this is not a recovery lifetime. This is a get your shit together and do stuff lifetime. <laughs> and I can I can laugh about that now. And like, no, I, I can call myself out for being like a victim to my circumstances or no, I can't do that. You know, coming up with excuses. I still catch myself doing that. It's very ingrained in me because it's literally the story of my ancestry. Like it's something that needs to be broken. 
And so I just know this is a lifetime of cycles. My incarnation cross with my uh, human design, if you're familiar with human design, your incarnation cross is like the plot point, right? If you look at it's four different numbers. Um, and if you look them up, this is said to be kind of the plot of your lifetime. What are you learning? Look at your incarnation cross. Um, it, and it will absolutely make sense if you take it a step further and look at your north and south node in your astrological birth chart. You'll probably be able to see how that all connects. Mine is the left angle cross of cycles. It's about knowing what things are worthy of being started. Knowing what things are worth when it's time to let them die when it's time to walk away and knowing that's what life is. And it's a series of cycles and knowing that life is eternal. And it's also a lot about impact and legacy. My life's work is 54.5. This is called the um, aspiration, right? It's, it's been called the marrying maiden before. It's about legacy and impact. And it's about moving out of the shadow of greed and into the gift of aspiration. It's about being aspired. It's about taking the, the kind of material earthly um, desires and creating a lasting impact. And how are you going to do that if you're feeling like a victim to your life? So that's me. <laughs> I realize this episode has been kind of all over the place, but that's how we go. That's how we jam. Um, I hope you've taken something from it. You know, there's some medicine in here from, for us all. Number one, there's medicine around trust, trust, even in the absence of a concrete plan, there is still a plan, right? Even today when I was like, Oh spirit, I'm, what if I can't live up to, you know, my, my level of standard? What if, you know, I just can't deliver and spirit was like, hello, what's wrong with you? Where did the trust go, right? Just a friendly reminder. Trust, trust, need trust. As you move into the new year, there's a little bit of a tower moment happening. So I just feel like a lot of things are kind of coming to light for people. And this is a good thing because this takes us closer to where we want to be. And that in order to fully evolve as your spirit intended to in this incarnation, you must allow yourself to experience in all ways. This is not just taking action, just a reminder, including for myself. It's also about feeling your feelings. It's about reflection so that you have the ability, you know, you have the capacity to look back at something and to have a revelation about it. Need to do this. We can't just skate on through skating on through has been how humanity has existed for a very long time. And look where that's got us turning a blind eye. The time is critical right now that we stop turning a blind eye on our own lives. Allow yourself to experience and to be. And for some of us, that's going to be taking more action in 2024 my spirit guides are saying, yes, Amy, that you're in that camp. I already know this. 2024 is going to be the year that I finally, I just looked down, it was 44, 44. So I'm going to take that as a, um, 
44s. There's a lot of 44 references with uh, Pleiadian energy. So I'm going to take that as a little nod from my Pleiadian, my Pleiadian ancestors. Um, there's, I'm going to be one of those people in 2024 that needs to get shit done. So there's going to be a cross country move for me. It's now or never. It's got to happen, right? Um, I'm planning to fully write my book my solo book this year. I'm planning to launch a mediumship development course. You heard it here first. Okay. And so it's, it's shit or get off the pot time for me in 2024. Now, some of you might be like me and you're just going to know it. You're just going to feel it. You're going to feel a buzz and you're gonna be like, yep, it's time. I have to do it. It's time to move. Uh, the other parts of us are going to be, or sorry, the others, the other camp some of us are going to be, okay, this year, I'm realizing that all of my doing and buzzing around is actually distracting me from feeling and from reflecting and from having that revelation because I'm never allowing myself the time to do it. So some of us are going to feel this is a slowdown year. This is a year when you actually sit with your shit. And you actually feel what you're feeling. I really, truly believe the year is going to be quite divided in terms of this. Um, and it doesn't mean we're not going to experience a little bit of both. We might, but I just feel like it's kind of divided in that way. Some of us are, it's go time. Stop sitting on your bum and stop sitting on your goals and move it. And some of us are going to be like, you know what? You are doing to distract and it's time to take the blinders off and sit with your shit. And I know I'm being frank. <laughs> I apologize, but spirit's being frank with us. So I must always channel spirit as they come through. We need that wake up call. <laughs> 2024. Okay, guys, I got to go. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you back here next week with the December energetic for no January, the January energetic forecast. I'll see you soon. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.